Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Mr. Bill Burridge, the owner of New Insights Coaching. Uh, Bill, very, very warm welcome to you again. Thank you, Paul. Always a pleasure to be with you. And for the benefit of our our amazing listeners, I think today, Bill, we've uh, agreed to talk about values and destiny, have we not? <laughs> yes, indeed. Values it is today, Paul. Right. Okay. Do you want to, um, shall we take those first t- tentative steps, Bill, along that uh, fascinating journey and see where that takes us? Do you want to start us off? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I- I'm happy to do that. I think, um, you-, you know, you've been kind enough to host uh, a number of podcasts with me and we've been working through um, some of the major topics that we cover in the New Insights Life Coach Training Programme. And we've worked our way up today to to values, having discussed, I think last time we were we were on needs, weren't we, uh, Paul? The six beliefs. human needs, yes, yes. That's right. We did the human needs, we did the beliefs, and now we're doing the values. And uh, I like to think um, of a, a, a good sort of joyful life as one that is value-driven, actually, uh, that we live life in terms of, well, I should go a step further than that, say a a joyful life is really one that is purpose-driven, where you know your life purpose. And you and I have talked about life purpose uh, to some extent in, in, I think, in the very first podcast, and we're probably going to cover that again. Um, But ultimately, your purpose informs your values. And to lead a value-driven life is, is one in which you really are leading a life that that, uh, that that is one that is attracting you towards the things that you want out of life. Uh, and it's very important. I think the problem we, we come up with in today's world is that so many people are le- leading needs-driven lives. In other words, they're bouncing around like a, like a ball in a pinball machine, you know, from pillar to post, not quite knowing what their direction is, where they're headed, and just reacting to the external world and whatever that throws at them. Um, that's a very much a needs-driven life where you, you're really living day to day to try to kind of survive. When you live a value-driven life, you are identifying and understanding exactly what is really important to you. And you're making decisions and taking behaviors and actions that are in alignment with what is most important to you about life. So I think that's really, um, in a nutshell, why values are so important. Yeah, um, just listening uh, there, Bill, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, I think it's Robbins that, um, Tony Robbins, when he said, uh, we have values, but we will compromise and sacrifice. And I'm kind of paraphrasing a bit here, Bill, but we'll, we'll, we'll compromise and sacrifice those values to meet our needs. 
never underestimate the importance of our needs. And as you quite rightly said, Bill, we've kind of touched upon that before. But none of these things stand in isolation, do they? Whether it's rules, values, needs, purpose, they're all kind of part of the same family, are they not? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think I think you've you've hit on a very important point there. Needs are what I call fundamental. The, the, these these are things that we we need. I mean, that's why they're called needs. Uh, whereas values are things that we are drawn towards. These these are things we want to experience. They're more wants than needs. So values, I guess you could say, are aspirational. Whereas needs are absolutely fundamental. And if we don't have our needs met, you can forget about living a value-driven life. Um, so that's where the interconnectedness comes from. I think that, that Robin's hit, hit the nail on the head there with that. Or alternatively, Bill, is, I mean, is there a chicken and egg scenario to be had here where um, we look at things in, in a certain way and by clinging to our values, they can actually influence our needs as well. You know, actually work it, re- reverse engineer it, if you will. And and I go back, if I can just be allowed to share, Bill, to my own um, colourful phase of life where if I hadn't had the values around certain things, I'd be dead. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of see that, you know, for me personally, and obviously I don't want to project this onto onto people as a you know as a universal uh, belief because it's far from that. But certainly from my own experience and my relationship with needs um, and values, I can actually see how this could, yeah, could go both ways. Um, and I often think about what kind of questions would I have if I sat on a face to face or. Uh, one day I will do a podcast with Tony Robbins. I, I that you know I'm putting that out there. That will happen. There's certain people, Bill, that's on the hit list, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, watch this space. So who knows? In the near future, we could be having a three-way with uh, with Mr. Robbins himself. But uh, anyway, I digress Ooh. slightly, Bill. I, I was going a bit excited there. Apologise. Semi apology uh, there, Bill. I, I just want to tell you how proud I am that you chose to interview me before Anthony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, moving swiftly on, Mr. Borridge. <laughs> just yeah. to say something about your values, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, does that kind of hold water, Bill, what I said there in terms of, yes, in the main, you know, the needs are, uh, are paramount, yeah. But are they? I mean, am I playing devil's advocate a little bit too much by asking that question? Are they? Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't think you are. But um, w- look, you know, what, what I'd like to mention here is I think that most people. I, I, I use this term "most people," so forgive me um, because I'm referring to most people out there. But most people don't consciously know what their values are. Um, y- you and I have because of the work that we do and because we're deeply involved either with coaching or with um, personal development in some form or other, uh, we have reflected long and hard on this thing called values. And we've, had, we've, we've spent a lot of time to think about what is it we really value in life and we help other people when we coach them to uh, identify what's really important to them. But I would say that most people, and I include myself in this before I got into life coaching, don't really spend any meaningful time um, identifying 
understanding and prioritizing their values. So values are, are held by most people, I use that term again, at the subconscious level. Um, whereas needs uh, are a little different, you know, depending on what life throws at us and uh, what day-to-day -day living brings up for us, there are certain needs that we feel we have to get met. If we are not value-driven, then we may indulge in getting our needs met through destructive behaviors um, or behaviors that really don't serve us in the long run. And I think that's the problem. I think that's why it's important to understand your values um, and, and, and ensure that your needs are getting met. You know, both of those have a, as you said correctly, an interaction, but the one has a priority over the other. Yeah. And it's an excellent point you raised, Bill. Thank you for bringing that in at this early juncture because it's a critical point um, and it's something that I put in the context of, um, yeah, again, playing a little bit of devil's advocate where people say, yeah, but it's okay for you, Paul, to talk about all this fancy stuff, inverted commas, but value, listen, I've got five kids and a mortgage and my partner's left me and I've just lost my job. Values, what values? I'm too busy. I'm too busy surviving for all this fancy, fluffy stuff. Um, and yes. I play, you know, I'm laying that on a bit thick, Bill. But in essence, that's this substance in what I've just what I've just shared there. Um, yes. So thank you for bringing that that to the uh, the surface, because it is it is a valid point, isn't it? Because needs will, despite what I've said from my own personal subjective experience, yeah, needs are king, so to speak. And um, interesting, Paul, uh, you know, some of us think that our values are uh, set in stone, that they don't change, but, which is not true. I mean, we, we do have core values, which are, in, which are sort of bred into us at an early age and tend to stick around. But generally speaking, values... Um, change from one period of life to the next and it may be that if you uh, if you have a, a, a bit of a traumatic experience in life such as losing your job and uh, etc as, as you were referring to here then your values can easily change to reflect that situation in your life so you you go from having a value of um, you know, something a little bit more esoteric or spiritual, perhaps to suddenly having a value of survival, uh, which, 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 ref which, which is almost the same as, as the need. I mean, the two are, for a period of your life, one and the same. Because what, what, you, what you judge to be most important in your life, which is the definition for me of a value, is, is simple survival, everyday survival. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... In the context, Bill, of um, the great example uh, that you gave of, you know, people that um, may not have done um, or be advanced in, in their understanding, and, and that, you know, that sounds like a little bit of judgmentalism there, but it's not, you know, we're just putting this in context. But people that are not fully aware yet of the benefits of, of having a good value system, for example. So, you know, if we if I can paint a scene, Bill, where I meet you in a bar and I've heard that, you know, oh, you're Bill, are you? The owner of New Insight. Oh, that's fascinating. We're having a you know a couple of drinks or what have you. And, uh, but Bill, Bill, tell me, what, what, why should I have values? I mean, what will it add to my life? Well, what's the point? I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, well... Um... It, it's not a question of having values or not having values. We all have values. Um, and maybe, maybe Paul, this is a good point to talk about what values really are because I think there's a lot of, in, in, in some people's minds, there's quite a bit of confusion. I know that a lot of our trainee 
trainee coaches struggle sometimes with the difference between beliefs and values. And they think that what, what you believe in is what you value. And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, I was saying to somebody the other day, you can believe that the earth is flat, but is that important to you? Probably, perhaps not. Um, it's not what, what drives you. Uh, it's not what is most important to you in life. It's just something you happen to believe in. I mean, that's, that's a silly example, but you know what I mean. Um, a value, I think, uh, I like to call it uh, one's personal judgment of what is most important in life. Um, but now the question comes, somebody said to me once, I think it was an English teacher I was dealing with, it was a trainee, and they said to me, well, it's very confusing because you've got a list of values here in this manual, and um, you know some of them are verbs and some of them are nouns and some of them are adjectives. It makes no sense. Now, you know, you need to be consistent. And uh, what is a value in, in, is it a noun? Is it a verb? <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, actually, it can be none of those or it could be all of those. You know, it really doesn't matter. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think values can be principles that you adhere to or that you aspire to adhere to, qualities that you see in people that you, that you appreciate or qualities you have that you feel are important. Uh, there can be um, feelings, there can be states of being, you know, that you aspire to or, or that you find really important. Um, and, um, you, you know, it's interesting. I, I've recently read a, a book by Dr. John Demartini, that great man. Um, I respect him and I, I've, I've listened to him talk a few times and he's really excellent. And he, he wrote a book called, uh, the, the, I think it's The Values Factor. Um, and I jumped at the opportunity to read it because I was writing the section in the manual, uh, in our training manual that deals with values. And I thought to myself, let me get another perspective on, on this thing called values. Uh, I'm sure Di Martini has a great handle on it and perhaps it can inform what I'm going to write. And I was a, a little bit surprised to find that he lists his values as activities. So, for example, if I remember correctly, um, he values researching, writing, um, teaching, yeah, researching, writing, teaching. I think that's, if I remember correctly, that's kind of his top values. And I thought to myself, those aren't values, those are activities, they are passions, uh, passionate outlets in, in, in following your purpose. So I, I, and I've read this many, many times, and I thought, well, I need to come around to his way of thinking because clearly he's a lot more um, uh, advanced in, in personal development than I am. But I still don't come around to his way of thinking, and I've decided that I'm going to differ with him on, <laughs> on, mm. on the definition of values. On, in the other hand, on the other, sorry, on the other hand, Paul, um, you know, values that are, uh, I, I refer to in the manual, um, let's take a, a couple here, uh, for example, like um, uh, achievement, um, adventure, ambition, this type of thing. Uh, when I read his book, he referred to these as, I think, social idealisms, not values at all. So he differs in terms of what values actually are. And I struggled with this, and I thought to myself, well, we need to have a very uh, powerful and simple way to describe what values are. Otherwise, if I don't, if I'm getting confused with this, 
our trainees are going to be even more confused. And I keep coming down to this as your personal judgment of what is most important in life. And then I think we need to, you know, remove ourselves from trying to be overly scientific and say it's got to be a noun or a verb or a, a, a quality or an activity. And we just need to say, what is most important in life for you? Um, answer it the way you will. Yeah. I love that, Bill, because that is the simplicity of of our lives, isn't it? You know, I know from my own perspective, I, I more regularly, more consistently now put it out there. Um, ironic yet again, as, as we're, you know, um, around the first anniversary of the uh, the podcast, the very first one that was put out in September last year was uh, Mastering the Game of Life, as simple as ABC, because life is a yeah. very simple game. So I love, I love what you've said there, Bill, because it takes all that academic sort of navel gazing, you know, look, these things are there to serve us. You know, it's not some academic exercise because the vast majority of us just want to enjoy life. And, and, and that's who we naturally are without factoring in these layers of confusion and, well, you know, is it this or is it, it's totally, does it serve you? So I love how you've simplified that, Bill. And, and you know, from a personal point of view, the more I hear that, personally hear that kind of dialogue, the more I warm because I think now we are making progress in, in the world with those kind of messages. Yeah, oh, you know, that's music to my ears. Thanks, Paul. And you know, I always used to say, um, I worked, as you know, um, in a, a reasonably senior job in, in a big multinational corporate for many, many years. And um, I came into life coaching just through coincidence. And uh, what I was struck by, the minute that I was exposed to New Insights life coaching, any life coaching for that matter, was how life coaching uses very simple but powerful tools and techniques. So it tries to take what is actually a very complex life and break it down into simple things that, um, or, uh, or simple things you can do to improve it. So I love the fact that it tried to simplify the complex, where, whereas my experience of corporate life was that people were forever trying to take simple things and make them complex the other way around. You know, if you could get up and do a slide presentation on a simple subject and make it look as complicated as possible, then, uh, you know, you were... Uh, you were in line for a promotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really with you on that one. Yeah. I, um, I've shared this before, Bill, um, with, uh, with guests on other podcast episodes, but such is the power. we we'll just be uh, take a minute to share with, with, with you and obviously for the benefit of, of our listeners on this particular um, episode. And it centers around a well-known, well, certainly within the world of professional football, it's well-known. And I think it's well-known on the global stage as a, as a general outlook on life. And it's attributed to the the legend, um, and I mean, in, you know, legend, in, in a time where that word's thrown around like confetti these days. But this man was an absolute legend, not for his necessarily just for his achievements in football, but for his philosophy on life. And the gentleman I'm talking about, and he's long, long since passed now, is Bill Shankly, the uh, ex-Liverpool manager. And yeah. when he coined that very famous stroke infamous phrase, Bill, 
in that canny Glaswegian accent of football is not about life or death. It's far more serious than that. <laughs> and, oh, brilliant. You know, even, I mean, I did, um, I, I did a, you know, I'm just digressing very slightly because it, it's worth injecting some humour into this. I did a, um, had a conversation with a, with a football coach, high-level football coach recently that's just taken over a national side. Uh, the juniors in the national side and you know we was waxing lyrical because he was influenced by um bill shankley in his in his earlier stages of his career and we, you know it was one of those bill we could have just talked for hours and hours and hours but the point i'm trying to make is nobody really quite understood to this day that was he serious or was it kind of a bit of that scottish wry humor that uh, and the world is still collectively scratching their head, but it's a quote that stood the test of time. Nobody really knows whether it was serious or not. But, you know, it's it's a fascinating insight, Bill, is it not, to, you know, how we can how we could value football. How we could mm. value football. And some people that don't value football, what what a ridiculous statement to make it's more important than life or death. I don't even <laughs> value you know, I don't value football. And isn't that a great example of there's no right, there's no wrong. But the point I'm trying to make with, with Bill is he made a black and white video um, from the late 60s. Now, and it was suddenly uh, put my way, Bill, a couple of months ago. And I haven't got the title of it. But if you search Bill Shankly um, on YouTube, I'm, I'm sure it'll be there. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is to reinforce your point and simplicity or our point was this, his words were, and I'm paraphrasing again because I can't remember it verbatim, but something along the lines of forget all the fancy talk, forget all the big words. Life, like football, is a very simple game. Communicate at a level that everybody understands, whether they think there's some kind of university person. I don't think that was quite his word, but, you know, let's be respectful here. Um, but the power and the simplicity of it, Bill, was was there for all to, you, you know, I was sitting there, I was like, I was covered in goosebumps. Just the power and the rawness of strip all the hype out, just tell it the way it is. Because life and mm. football is a very simple game. And I thought, wow. What, a refreshing what a approach, isn't it? Definitely. It, very grounded. I think we can all learn an awful lot from that, you know, and, and the, the, uh, the importance of... Um, simplifying the complex and telling it as it is it's uh, it's vitally important and in mm. oh, that's, that's really really interesting and in many respects bill if not every respect that's why speaking you know mastering the game of life as a podcast changed to speaking from our hearts because isn't it that simplicity that that earthiness that groundedness of speaking our truths from a centered grounded position the operative words there being our truth to the point where even with our loved ones, they may or may not like what we're saying, but it's our truth. And first and foremost, we need to be true to ourselves. Yes. It, you, you're talking to that lovely word authenticity, which, which I love very much, being authentic. Mm. And actually, that, that is a very important concept um, now that you mention it, that uh, that we deal with when trying to uncover values because um, it's important 
when you try to help somebody uncover their values that you that you get to the authentic value you know what is behind the mask because very often people will will you ask them what their values are they'll say something that they think is their value but actually that that what they've said is masking something below that or uh, something underneath that very important to get to you know what what is the authentic value that they are referring to and I love that exercise because it gets people to talk from their hearts, just like you, you, you're saying, um, and people to suddenly come into uh, contact with the real them. You know, we, I, I think the problem with today's world is that we try to be people that we are not, you know, whether it's in, on the work front, on the relationship front, um, on on pretty much any front that we deal, we 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 have masks that we put on, and we have uh, personas that we uh, embody, and off we go to try and uh, survive and do the best we can under the circumstances. Um, and very often we move away from being authentic people and living in accordance with our authentic values. So I, I love the the exercise that we go through to under to uncover values. Because it starts getting people think, thinking about what really is important in their life, not, not what they think should be important or what ought to be important, what they've been told by their partner is important or told by their parents or teacher is important, but what really is important to them. And very often this is quite a, a quite rev, revelationary uh, exercise for people. We spoke off air, off air uh, Bill, briefly around um, Mahatma Gandhi's uh, famous, yet again famous quote around beliefs, thoughts, words, actions, habits, values, and destiny. And it's interesting, yes. isn't it? I know we've kind of alluded to it slightly. How you know this this thing called values, and well, what is it? What does it really mean? But how it belongs to a, and it's very tightly knitted within a family of beliefs, thoughts, words, actions, habits, and, and ultimately destiny and how it, it plays its part. Because I think, you know, sometimes, Bill, um, certainly from my experience of listening to, you know, people on the early stages of their uh, voyage of discovery, it's like, yeah, this is a nice idealism. And, and, you know, and there's no reason, because obviously it's all around awareness, why they should fully appreciate the power of values. But I think when you put it in the context of, well, it sits in, to use Gandhi's context, a family of seven, seven words, then, you know, if one of those family members was missing, things wouldn't quite be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, Gandhi talks about um, your habits becoming your values. And I think, as you said, there, there are words before that. Your words, I think it's your words become your behavior. Behavior becomes your habits. Your habits become your values, and your values ultimately become your destiny. Because what's most important to you is what you're going to go after, isn't it? It's what you, what you're going to spend all your time and energy and um, and money on, um, because it's important. Um, and 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 um, and I think that that exercise of uncovering your your values is just so valuable. <laughs> so I don't know how else to put it. So valuable. Uh, because it, it makes you wake up and, and smell the roses and realize what is important in my life. If that's important, then why am I doing X, Y, Z when I should be doing A, B, C? Let me start to align my actions and behaviors with my values. Um, and I think here 
you know, we can go back to what we were talking about in the, in the beginning where so many people are needs driven. They're trying desperately to get their six human needs in balance um, or to get at least their basic needs in balance. Uh, and they spend very little time reflecting on what is most important to them in life and trying to uh, guide their actions and behaviors in accordance with their values rather than their beliefs. Hmm. Enough yeah. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Bill, as, as is our way, um, you, you know, you've, you've been, as you say, you've been on uh, three previous podcasts now and you know my style and, uh, uh, for the benefit of the listeners, is to ask a very, very powerful question at the end. Uh, but before I do ask that question, Bill, um, how, how can people reach out to you? How can they contact you, find out more about New Insights? You know, what are, what are the contact details there, Bill? Um, the best, best way to reach us, Paul, is probably via the website. Now, I have to admit here that when I chose the... Um, the URL for the website. Uh, I think in those days it was quite important that whatever your sort of keyword or your your whatever the, the uh, um, concept was that you were trying to promote ought to be reflected in your URL. <laughs> so my URL ended up becoming quite complicated. It's www.life-coach-training hyphen uk.com or if you're based uh, in uh, africa then it would be life hyphen coach hyphen training hyphen sa for south africa.com uh, so those are the two websites we operate out of the uk and out of south africa and uh, either one will work you can also um, get hold of us www.new hyphen insights Africa or new insights uk.com as well. Sorry, it's so complex, but uh, but that is the best way through the website because it's a home study program that we um, that we uh, promote. Uh, we don't run sort of conventional offices and training centres and things like that. Mm. Everything is done remotely. Excellent, thank. You. And those um, those contact details will be in the show notes. So. Coming to that one big question, then, Bill, and I want to, and I check, you know, normally at the end I ask guests, well, you know, what is the one big message that you've got to leave to the world, um, whatever that may be? And I'm going to, in, in, in the context of our conversation here, Bill, because uh, obviously, as I say, you've been with us three times uh, previously, I'm, I'm just going to change it slightly and say, if there was one value, Bill, one value. And I know this is a big question above all others that you could pass on to the world. And yes, there's going to be an element of subjectivity in that. What would be your message, Bill, in terms of, well, whether it's a noun, an adjective, who really cares? But what's your one big message, Bill, in the context of a value? Well, let me start, Paul, by saying that um, listeners should understand that this is an entirely unscripted discussion between us and what you've done now is hit me right between the eyes <laughs> to make me think what the how the hell do i answer that one <laughs> great well done i'll i'll speak to you off air <laughs> yeah thanks bill that's the that's the greatest compliment you could have paid although it probably wasn't meant as one but thank you anyway <laughs> <laughs> can i can i use a, just a few minutes of time i think i think maybe a little context will help me answer that one if i have to um I wanted to 
I, th I think just make reference to the fact that uh, pe people have two choices. They can either live consciously or live unconsciously. What do I mean by that? Living consciously means being, being, being aware of what's going on, being aware of what you, what you believe, what you value, and understanding what your actions and what the, what the effects of your actions and behaviors are. Living unconsciously is really living, uh, being bumped around by the outside world and really just trying to survive, as I, as I said earlier. Um, there is something called a stimulus response system. And a stimulus really is some kind of event that evokes a response from us. For example, if you had to uh, accidentally put your hand on a, a stove hot plate, the response would be that you would very quickly pull it away because your subconscious system is saying that is very hot and you want to get it away as fast as you can before it burns the hell out of you. Uh, that's what we call a programmed response. And most of us who live unconsciously, just being knocked around by the world at large and trying to survive, are living with programmed responses to life. Th these are responses that have been uh, programmed into us through our education, through you know uh, the teachings that we had when we were younger, through experiences uh, of outcomes from events, all that type of thing. When you are living in that 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 kind of way, um, it, it, it's really just survival. It's not not a life of any great joy or any real meaning. Now you can turn that around. And instead of your actions and behaviors being programmed responses to the environment, you can think consciously about how you respond to events and uh, happenings in the environment. And you can start to respond in ways that align with your values. And that's what we call value-based responses rather than programmed responses. When you start to engage in value-based responses to the environment, then you are starting to live life uh, in accordance with the way that you want to live it because your values are, after all, what is most important to you. Um, so, you know, uh, you, you recall um, Viktor Frankl, the Austrian psychologist. I think he died in the late 90s, if I'm not mistaken. But... Uh, he was also um, a Holocaust survivor, and he wrote this amazing book called Man's Search for Meaning. And in, in that, he wrote the following. He said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Um, that, that's extremely powerful to me. In other words, if you start to live a value-driven life, you're on the path towards growth and freedom. And um, ultimately, I think uh, when you ask me if there's one value that, that, that I really would punt, um, I'd say two things. Firstly, I don't in any way want to prescribe values to people. Everyone's unique. Everyone has different values. In fact, I think it was Elvis Presley who said values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same, but we leave them all over everything we do. <laughs> but we're all unique and we all have different values and no values are right or wrong. They are just our values. Uh, but, you know, it, it's worth thinking about that freedom uh, word that uh, Frankel talks about because at the end of the day, 
that really is is so vitally important to live a life of freedom and to me that can mean a lot of things but freedom to live life the way you want to live it freedom to enjoy life and everything about life freedom to interact with others to say to others what is important to talk your truth uh, i think there's a lot of power in that particular value paul fantastic uh an accolade to you, Mr. Boric, for getting out of jail very, very nicely on an <laughs> on a living in the moment question that was put to you. And um, also, it nicely segues into, um, as we draw to a close, two values that I'd like to share. Um, and one is about speaking from the heart, mm. whatever that may be. And I know we've already touched with that. And the other one is love over fear and I think between them as you quite rightly say that we're all unique we've all got different slants perceptions experiences there is no right there is no wrong but uh, I think what we've spoke about today uh, well certainly hopefully there's been one or two useful insights for our listeners and we've maybe helped to lift the cloak of uncertainty a little bit um, to people that are not fully aware of the importance in values. So, Bill, thank you very much indeed as ever. And uh, here's to the next time. And uh, off here, I'm sure I'll uh, we'll enjoy a conversation of um, impromptu questioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Paul. I always enjoy these these chats. And I, I, I really think the fact that we, we don't prepare them, we don't script them, um, just makes them more difficult definitely and sometimes a little surprising but but certainly i think more interesting but that's a great reflector of life is it not <laughs> thank you paul <laughs> okay so there we have it listeners and just for me to sign off finally now by saying as i always do that no matter what you do in life always walk your path with heart hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success